0: Welcome to the Time Blaster Toycast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at the Retro Ko. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for some fun, with a 60-minute time limit, and it is for the Episode 7 discussion. Introducing first, today's topic. Hailing from the middle of the Clinton administration during the era where it was all about a new generation and on the cusp of attitude. They are the Dirty Dozen, of bone crunch in action, and one even glows in the dark standing approximately six inches tall and hailing from jack's pacific they are the 1996 series one and two wwf bone cruncher superstars and their opponents Weighing in tonight with the stress of fatherhood and the fanfare of figures with actions. From the content creating to cutting deals and collectibles, they come to you as the reigning and defending Toy Cast Tag Team Champions of the World at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster T- Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. Keith. Joe, how you guys doing today?
2: Man, what an intro. That was hot. I got chills over here, man. I was like, man, Bone Crunchers, bringing me back. Yeah,
0: I can't wait to talk about my uh, gold dust with Undertaker arms.
2: Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. If we start going off on tangents like that, there's like the images of uh, Shawn Michaels with Vader arms. You ever seen that? Yes. That's nuts. But okay, yeah, so we're talking Bone Crunchers. But before we get into that, we are ready to finally... Talk about some reviews, right, Joe?
0: We got our first five-star review uh, maybe a little over a week ago. And I uh, just forgot to read it on the last show, so we're going to read it now.
2: Oh, man. Let's hear it. So
0: our first five-star review came from Bagel Bites 1994. Are you familiar <laughs> with Bagel Bites?
2: <laughs> I am. Um, well, I've hurt so- my mouth many <laughs> times, probably in 1994.
0: Bagel Bites said, easy and rad listen Uh, Found this podcast the other day and am loving it so far. These guys know Vintage Toys, and it makes for an easy and fun listen. Subscribed.
2: Nice.
1: The fact that Bagel Bites 1994 used the word rad is a five-star review. (laughs) Yeah,
0: a (laughs) five-star Frog Splash review.
1: Absolutely.
2: That's great. Yeah, thanks, Bagel Bites. We appreciate the review. Uh, I know we've been saying we're going to, what, we're going to... Yeah,
0: Big O Blights, if you're listening to this episode, uh, reach out to me on Instagram at the Retro KO and we will send you a little uh, Time Blaster Toy Cast swag bag or something.
2: Awesome. Yeah.
1: Love it. Well, guys, uh, you know, 1996, good, fantastic voyage. And I'm not talking Coolio, I'm talking Bone Crunchers, guys. I mean, I'm excited to talk about this episode. These were the guys that I think. I mean, I love the Hasbros. That was my, like, being a kid. But my fandom as a wrestling fan was peaking in, like, 95, 96. So these were my guys.
2: For sure, yeah. I, I was thinking about it last night, knowing we're talking about bone crunchers. And it's like, you're right. Hasbros are, are like you're, you're a little kid. And playing with wrestling figures, you know, there's a little bit of strategy. But probably not that much when you're 10 years old. But by the time bone crunchers come out, we're young teens. We've been yeah. watching this stuff for a decade. You you really start understanding like a layout of a wrestling match and with bone crunchers and their posability, it's just like next level, right? Like these you could have yeah. legitimate matches, you know. Let's have a let's have these guys tie up at the start. Let's do some stuff. Yeah. Let's get a false finish in there and yeah, I spent many many hours of my life playing with these toys.
0: And for me it was a big transition from uh, playing with the Hasbros into being a young collector and actually, like, seeking out these figures to leave them on card and stuff like that. That was big for me.
2: Yeah, you know what? I just realized um, I was another thing I was thinking about, maybe not Series 1, but definitely by, like, Series 4 or 5, this was when I was, like, buying wrestling figures with my own money. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, I was going to the store. I was buying these on my own. I didn't have to, you know. Begged my mom to right. take me to Toys R Us. I just went there myself,
1: you yeah. know. I uh, I had a, a summer job in 96. Uh, I was working at Sportsland in Trenton, Michigan. My mom sewed hockey jerseys for there. I was playing hockey. So in the summer I would work there and help set the letters up on the jerseys. Red Wings were red hot. They hadn't won a cup yet, but they were like hockey had boomed and um so i would get paid with a bag of fritos a cherry coke and i get 10 bucks for my mm-hmm. for my time there um so yeah i mean by nine by summer of 96 i bought most of these guys with my own money and
2: 10 bucks got you too like yeah, 4.99 yeah. $4. they were five dollars everywhere man and you know that was a good value for sure absolutely
0: for a six inch figure yeah
2: so what do you guys i guess want to talk about where we saw bone crunchers the first time or how we saw them do you guys remember <laughs> I don't
1: remember. Um, I think it was the magazine, from what I remember, seeing that there was going to be new guys okay. coming out, and then the advertisement through TV. Um, but, yeah, I know I saw ads before I saw
2: them physically. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was just either
0: a trip to Toys R Us or KB Toy Works and just seeing them on the pegs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, I okay, so I can remember where I saw them, and it had to be summer, 96. I'm in Southland Mall. You know, KB yep. Toys in yep. Southland Mall, man. And it, it was a weird time because – Hasbro's, they just, like, stopped appearing on shelves. Like, near the end, I've talked about it a million times, man. I spent two years trying to find those green card figures. Yeah. Never saw them. So I'd say most of 94, all of 95, there's, like, well, other than Bendems, which is a whole other topic. I love Bendham's. There were no wrestling figures in stores. It was hard to find anything. Um, so I w- really wouldn't even look that often because I didn't think there was anything to look for it. but one day – Probably summer '96. I'm in that, you know, KB Toys in Southland Mall, walking down an aisle, and I see a gold dust figure. I'm like, what is this, man? So grab it, you know, buy it immediately, rip it open, and this thing, <laughs> this thing was. Do you remember the bone crunchers at the start? Oh, Dave? my God, yeah. yeah. But like, they were so cheaply made. Yes. So like the very first run of these things, man, my gold dust, like, it was. It literally felt like it was a like a marionette doll. Like it was, you wiggled the torso, the head, Super arms, loose. legs, everything. So loose.
1: Loved it. You loved it. I love the loose because it's so easy to play with.
2: It, yeah, I guess. Until but, their arms fall off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that it had to be what summer '96 is when these figures came out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you look at the card backs. So you got series one. There's six figures. You got Goldust. You got Shawn Michaels. You got Bret Hart. Undertaker. And Razor and Diesel, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah and which, by then, Razor and Diesel are in the NWO. They're yep. not even yeah, in the WO. Yeah, they're WWE. not even in it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Super hot, and but you can tell like this, this was planned in '95 mm-hmm. when they made this deal with old Jacks Pacific yep. to, to come up with these figures. Right.
2: And at the time, you're like Jacks Pacific. Yeah, what new company? <laughs> we we're man. like, what is this? Yeah. And, you know, the card art isn't that great. The figures, as much as we love them. At the time, they're not that great visually, you right. know, compared to a Hasbro. Yeah. So, yeah, you got this kind of wonky packaging, these pretty cheap-looking figures <laughs> by a company you've never heard of. Oh, I've only saw, you know, at the start, it was only at KB Toys. I didn't see these at Toys R Us for—it took a few months before they eventually arrived there, too. Yeah. So, yeah, you're just kind of like, what's going on with these things? But.
1: Yeah, Bretton Diesel, first two guys I bought, own money, summer '96. Fresh off the press, that ten dollars. Did you have that? Like we're all six there, and you chose Brett and Diesel. Brett and Diesel. You yeah. didn't go
2: for Goldust first.
1: No, man. Brett. Brett was my guy. But
2: it was the first chance to get a Goldust but figure, Brett, and but, he had the wig. Oh,
0: I understand oh, though. I understand with Brett. He was Brett my was my
1: dude, even though he looked nothing like Bret Hart. And he had he the had glasses like, on. He had the worst like, <laughs> like he was like left hand fist, right hand open.
2: As bad and, as that Brett head is, it's about as good as some of those Mattel Elite heads.
1: And uh, and then, you know, I was like, oh, Diesel, like, got to get Diesel, because I knew he was in WCW, and I just assumed Diesels aren't going to last on the shelves so very long, and then that's going to be my last chance to get a that's Diesel. I don't remember retirement
0: the
2: retirement fund. Right
1: Little there.
0: did we know, another Diesel came out in 97. Yeah. I... Which was, what were they thinking?
1: I loved it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, so I had Brett and Diesel were the first two. Um, and then my older brother's birthday was right around the corner. I remember after he got some birthday money, he was buying whatever at the time I had saved money to get a hockey Jersey cause they were wiped out. And then the next thing we went into KB toys again in Southland's birthdays in August. And he was like, Oh, I'm going to buy, he was like, I'm going to buy Vader, not Vader, um, undertaker and. I think he was going to buy Undertaker and Diesel because he hadn't bought any yet, oh, and then okay. that's when I got that's when I got Razor and Gold Dust.
2: That's mm. when you guys stopped sharing figures and you had to get your own. Like, this started around that diesel. time, get yeah, pretty diesel.
1: much, yeah. I mean, we were buying them with our own money. I can respect so yeah, and I took the last guy to buy was Shawn Michaels. My younger brother had a Shawn Michaels, but I wasn't—I had no interest in using my own money to yeah, buy Shawn Michaels figure.
2: Shawn was weird though. Was yeah, well, the scale of the all, all the bone crunchers. He was you the know, tallest. It was notorious <laughs> yeah. for years, and you know, Big Show's the same size as Taka Michinoku. Yeah, yeah. And in series one, yeah, Shawn Michaels is the biggest figure. He's bigger than Undertaker. Yeah, yeah? and he's got those weird arm joints. Where like his arms, his arms, his are arms are out, out like yeah. this at, yep. to the side, but then when you move his arms up, it's like, it's like he's <laughs> yeah. doing a double axe handle yeah. pose. Figure was crazy.
1: Yeah, he was a good. Uh, he was. I mean, the Shawn Michaels I had was talking about the loose figures, like with the Gold Dust. That figure was like so loose; he was so easy to play with, and I, I hated Shawn Michaels as Put a him fan. So, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was, like, job guy to the stars. He was, like, if a John Michaels match was happening in my figure fed, he didn't get flipped to land on his belly. He was losing automatically. Oh, it was like, <laughs> SummerSlam
2: 2005 versus Hogan, just Shawn Michaels was flying around the Yeah,
0: overselling everything. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, that first series, I mean, just the fact that new figures existed were great. But for me, I wanted Goldust and Diesel because they were the only two, you know, that was new characters. Yeah. Like, there weren't Hasbros right. of Goldust and Diesel. So, yeah, for me, Goldust was, like, the huge, huge selling point. Like,
1: So deep down inside, you were like Joe's mom. You did not want to get it, a duplicate figure <laughs> that you had. Yeah, and you were going yeah. to have to hold out. I mean, it's out. a different
2: yeah. scale. It's a different time. Don't get me wrong. I got them all. Um, yeah. But I was trying to think, like, okay, what order did I get these guys in? And I, I absolutely remember getting Goldust first. But I don't know if I was necessarily sold on uh, Bone Crunchers right off the bat because they weren't that – Like we said, you know, Mm -hmm. you buy that Goldust, he's loose as hell. But pretty soon after, maybe like one month, maybe two months after Series 2 drops, and that's when you could find him everywhere, like Toys R Us. And, you know, now there's an Owen Hart figure, which, you know, everybody's been waiting, what, three years for a a Rocket Owen Hart action figure? You know, like, get this high-energy pants Hasbro thing (laughs) out of here. I can have the King of Hearts. So, yeah, once series two comes out and kind of opens it up, and now you got 12 figures to pl- or what, nine characters, a couple repaints, that's when I was all yeah. in on Bone Crunchers. And yeah, I went, did, I don't think I missed one for like, she's probably yeah. the first two years. Cause I, I had every single one.
0: I don't even think I had all of series one when they first came out. It wasn't until series two or three where I was like really, really getting into them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I might have had the Series 2 Shawn Michaels before the Series 1. Whatever one had the red pants.
2: Series 2 is series. the red pants. And then yeah. Series 1 so was series the blue one, pants. Series 1 Shawn Michaels yeah. has got that SummerSlam 95 gear. Okay. The ladder yeah. match versus Razor. Yeah. The blue, bluish green, teal type color pants. Um, series 2 has got red pants. Like you said in the intro, Undertaker's repainted in Series 2. He's got the glow in the dark. That's right. Which is, you know, cool, but I remember having that figure in again. He, he'd, so loose, the dude could barely yeah. stand. Wow, through. that's so yeah. funny.
1: Mine was so stiff. My Undertaker, my underglower was like as stiff as it got. He was like his arms barely could move. Really? You, got a, you yeah. got a good one. Yeah,
2: you got a good one. If you guys think
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible to play with.
2: Dude, mine was falling over. He <laughs> couldn't do anything. Um, so but, what other repaint brett's a repaint in brett's series repaint. two so he's mm-hmm. what is it just reverse gear
1: i think it's reverse color yeah, yeah. it's reverse colors Then you had ultimate warrior with the blue yeah all
2: in um, heart like we said Hart and then, and then uh, big the big man, man big van vader Big van vader, no, that man. was a, that was a cool figure to have
0: it was cool i just i wasn't a big fan of the head sculpt Wow, well, it that was
2: could be, that could be said the, for head, was so that was, the yeah. head was so tiny the
1: head was so tiny it was a very tiny head on his big, giant body. Be, yeah. Arms were super long, but the most important thing about the arms were the hands were in the V. They thing. were, yes.
2: both of them. Yeah. 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 He, was, he was good, man. That yeah. Vader figure, you know, again, that's another character that yeah. we were waiting, you know. Well, I guess Vader, you didn't have to wait that long because didn't he debut January 96? Yeah, he You're was getting a, f- a figure before 97, so that's actually pretty quick. Yeah.
0: Had, to, had to be part of the deal. Yeah, series, of, series 2 came out October. Yeah, so they yeah. Must,
2: they were probably working on Vader almost immediately. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and you got the warrior figure. He had the cloth. He had cloth tassels in his arms. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Um, and there's a, the tassels on. There's his a moves.
0: warrior variant too. Um, the warrior logo on his butt. I think first was in yellow, and then later it was white. Oh. So all of you bone I, cruncher completists out there,
2: I guarantee it wasn't intentional. <laughs> None of these moves. No, absolutely were not. intentional by jacks man they just they They probably
0: just stopped using yellow paint to save some money
2: well yeah that was you know research and thinking about this i'm like man i need to read up on jacks pacific as a company yeah so last night i'm like let me just you know get on wikipedia and read about this real quick so the company was founded in 95 these figures come out in 96 so this had to be if not maybe like the first thing they were producing Yeah, their first license i mean Jax is a huge company now they make all sorts of toys all the all the Sonic 2 toys are made yeah. by Jax that I've been hunting for my son for the last two weeks. Um,
1: they can thank WWE for that. That's right. Honestly,
2: honestly yeah, yeah, man. That company was built on, you know, the back of wrestling figures. And, you know, the guy that founded Jax Pacific, Jack Friedman, he's actually the same man that founded LJN toys yes, you LJN. Know, 15 oh. years prior. So, you know, he's been in the wrestling business. He knows it's successful. He knew his bread was buttered. Yeah. So, you know, ten years later, Hasbro passes on the license there's nobody making wwe toys yeah you know i'm just assuming here the guys probably gets some funds together comes up with a plan makes a pitch gets the deal little does he know that you know a year or two later wrestling is going to absolutely explode in popularity yeah I can't even imagine the amount of money they made on bone crunching figures in '98 and '99. It had to be nuts.
1: You know, it makes sense with the L- him coming from the LJN because like the LJN were just solid pose, but they were ru- like basically rubber, like just mm-hmm. a solid rubber figure. And then the Jax figures, they had that soft rubber feel to them. Right. So going back to that that softness, but then you know they had you had action with the figures, like yeah. The bone crunching action with the elbows and knees. It's and the
2: first time you know. There are some Hasbro figures we've talked about, a few of them so far, you know, like Earthquake and Typhoon, where they have like the legs so they can sit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a few, you know, shoulder joints on a lot of the Hasbro figures so their arms go up and down. But these are, these are legit like the first wrestling figures with like an articulated waist. Yeah. And every figure's legs move and their arms move and a lot of their heads move where you can play with these and do things that you could never do with a wrestling figure prior right you just couldn't
1: oh, absolutely and that's why like these guys were my favorite to play with um, because they were movable and moldable and you could do more moves with them. they weren't stuck in the same pose and position. Um, you know you go from the LJNs to the Galoobs to the Hasbros the WCW guys to the Hasbros. The, like I think WCW had their version of LJN guys like around the same time, right? Yeah, maybe a little bit before, but yeah, I feel like ninety-five. Yeah, just, yeah ninety-five. Like a
2: year year prior to this is the old old San Francisco toy maker, just straight up WCW type rip-off figures. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, you couldn't do much with them, and then you get these guys, and you're like, okay, they're a little bit bigger than Hasbro's, but they my my hands are a little bit larger than they were <laughs> yeah, when I was seven. Yeah, we've grown a little bit, so they fit perfectly in your hands they're removable moldable you could take you know two guys and i mean they weren't as jointable as like your gi joe figures but they, i mean you could do a lot with them and then you know i i loved i love these guys and mm-hmm. for the
2: price point too and you you know five bucks a pop like you got 10 bucks oh, do, yeah. done you got a match 20 tag match <laughs> you know this stuff was affordable and it was what you know at the very start Series one, you know, might have been a little bit of hard to find for a couple months, but like we said, by series two, they're everywhere. Oh, everywhere. And then, you know, once you get to ninety seven, series three and four, I mean, these were everywhere. Like you could buy bone crunching figures at like the grocery store. Yep. Wrestling was so popular. There there was going to be a couple there, or Walgreens or CVS. So, just the sheer amount of figures they made. You know, I was looking at a list last night and. I mean it's literally if you had like every variant of every figure, there's probably what, over four hundred different oh bone yeah. crunchers. Easily. There's probably eighty stone colds and fifty Undertaker's and so yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be nuts if you were yeah. collecting them all. They were pumping stone cold out.
1: So a funny story that I've got summer ninety six, um, ties to watching wrestling with, with these guys coming out. So as I mentioned I bought the first two figures were Bret and Diesel. So I had Bret and Diesel. And uh, I believe we hit, you know, my, me, and my brother, my younger brother, um, and then my older brother's friend he came over and we watched Great American Bash 96. Okay. And then I think King of the Ring was like the week later. Um, and that was the infamous Austin 316 promo. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was the only one that watched King of the Ring. Me and my, my younger brother was, but he was, you know, six at the time, yeah. seven at the time. So his attention span was that. But I remember that was the first time watching wrestling. Because we watched Great American Bash and I had just bought Bretton Diesel, but I was like, I'm not going to play with him with my older brother and his friend right. around. But yeah. watching King of the Ring 96, I'm having Bretton Diesel in my hands and I'm, I'm playing with Bretton Diesel while mm-hmm. watching King of the Ring 96. And then I immediately go, Where is the Steve Austin figure? I want a Steve Austin sure. figure. yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I was already a fan of his from WCW and stuff, but it was just one of those where I was like, I want all these guys. Like, this is my new thing wwf pay-per-view my 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 brother and his friend i don't want to watch wrestling with anybody else but myself and my figures yeah and my toys
2: that's funny you bring up king of the ring 96 that legit just i just thought of this i haven't thought of this in forever so like you know i've watched wrestling religiously since 1989 but there you know there's like the a couple, two periods I can think where like you know for like a six month span, it, like wrestling maybe takes a backseat to I don't know probably, oh, yeah. probably basketball in this mm-hmm. scenario I'm talking about. So like summer '95, fall '95, like when I can remember watching King of the Ring '95, <clears throat> and it's probably because Mabel wrestled four times in that pay per view. <laughs> and I remember when in the main, uh, the King of the Ring finals is Mabel and Sabio Vega. I remember thinking like this is awful, dude. Yeah. Like I'm not, I was not entertained. So, like, I was not that big. I was not watching wrestling as much as I used to then in, like, summer 95, fall 95. And that's kind of going into 1996 until I remember I'm sitting at home, King of the Ring 1996. And this is one of those rare once-in-a-lifetime moments where you're just flipping through the channels on the night of a pay-per-view. This is not a pay-per-view I ordered. I wasn't – I had no intentions of buying this thing. You get to the pay-per-view channel – and it's on. Mm. It's just on.
1: Oh, because of Beware of Dog?
2: I don't know, was man. A, a,
1: that was a thing. Beware a you know, Dog <laughs> was like they had the power outage. Did they
2: give you King of the Ring so, for free? So
1: if you would order, I think. I mean, no, I,
2: I had not ordered Beware of Dog. Okay, like, I didn't watch any of those pay per views in the mm. months prior. But you know, sometimes it would just mess up. You know, yeah, somebody yeah, called yeah. the yeah. cable company, ordered it. Some lady was in the wrong account. Anyways, for whatever reason, King of the Ring '96. I'm flipping the channels. It's on. I'm like, dude, free pay per view. So I watch it. And then that was like when I was back hooked in watching crazy. And then what? That's June 96. So yeah, I'd probably find these bone crunchers a month later. And yeah, nuts, man. King of the Mm. Ring 96. Free on pay per view. Got me back in big time. And then bone crunchers come a month
1: later. You know what? It's the greatest moment of my life now, now Keith. <laughs> we might not be sitting here. We may have never met had uh, had you not got free King of the Ring 96. Yeah, dude.
2: That was the oh, only... Wow. You ever get a free pay-per-view or anything like I, that? I just don't randomly? so, no. Because remember, you could turn on the channel and you could hear it and there'd be like standing. Yeah, 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 yeah. There
1: you get the free-for-all. I mean, we had a black box, so we got them all. I mean, oh, my, oh my life da- hack. Yeah. I couldn't do.
2: convince my mom to do that.
1: Yeah, well, my dad working at Ford. I mean, all the dudes there, that was... uh it was yeah. like easy to get one right. and yeah i feel like had to be 91 or 92 cuz the first pay-per-view i remember was a WCW pay-per-view and it had Ab- it had to it be 91 it had Abby the Butcher and Cactus Jack on it and man had to be 91 with uh i think <laughs> mean, it was either might have been i don't know if it was Halloween Havoc or
2: now or now we're talking uh pay-per-view memories <laughs> i just thought of another <laughs> this one's this is a hilarious one nothing to do with bone crunchers so Battle Bowl 91. Yes. Remember the show? Love it. Yeah, of it, course. The whole gimmick was like, you didn't know who. Lethal batt- Lottery, baby. Lethal Lottery. And it was that the first Battle Bowl that way? It, le- it was the first one.
1: Yeah. Uh, or no, maybe, 90, maybe 90, 92. Think, Battle, was.
2: Battle Bowl 92. Uh,
1: 92 was def- there definitely was one in 91.
2: Okay. I think it's 92. Okay, that that I'm thinking because we lived in Southgate when this came, and it was the December pay per view. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, I wanted this show so bad. I like, begged my mom, Battle please let me. She's like, okay. So she orders it, right? Yeah. You know, you call the company a day mm-hmm. or two in advance. She orders it. Here I am sitting in front of the couch, waiting for it to come on. Doesn't come on. Oh, oh. no. I'm like, what's going on? You know, mom, it's not working. She calls. It, it's busy. It doesn't play. Okay, this brings me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 10 years old. I can't see Battle Bowl. I'm, I'm crying. So my mom calls my grandma, gets my grandma to order it at her house, okay. record it on VHS, bring it over the next morning so I could watch it. Uh, what a spoiled little brat wow. but battle Bowl brought me to tears when i was 10 years old hmm.
1: love it <laughs> about you joe any any pay-per-view to toy uh, stories anything bringing no. you to tears
0: no 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 pay-per-view brought me to tears no <laughs> no i can't really tie any uh pay-per-view uh to toys no it yeah, was well, funny,
1: funny the funny thing with uh with you saying that though keith was like my older brother and his friend had fallen out of Wrestling in like '95, WWF especially they hated WWF.
2: King Mabel, he like drove a lot of people away. I think. And
1: uh, and then in '96, like NWO or really it was like Hall going there, Nitro. They kind of fell in love with WCW. My older brother's friend really did, and then he you know followed there. Hogan was there too. Yeah, was a little bit older. And for me, I was still like WWF diehard. I mean, I still watched. I'd always watched WCW, but I was really into the wrestling magazines. I mean, I was trying to find ECW wherever I was as like I said, '96 was like when I became a full fledged fanatic okay. uh, with wrestling and then having the, the guys and that whole summer. So it was it was great, and I remember telling telling them like King of the Ring '96. Like WWF is so good now; it's so much better than it was. <laughs> Trying to get my brother and his friend to watch it, but I didn't mind after that pay per view because I'm like, you know what? I can play with my toys. I can watch wrestling, and I don't want to be bothered by anybody. Like That's I want to awesome. just isolate myself. And uh, have this be my thing. Didn't last long, but it was still well, great.
2: No, it didn't last long for anybody because that's night. So ninety six going into ninety seven, it's just crazy. At least for me, you know, watch wrestling your whole life, and you know, you're a little kid in ninety one. There's not, at least for me, dude. I didn't really know that many people that liked wrestling. Like right. as a kid, maybe one, like maybe I had one buddy that watched it, but it definitely wasn't like popular to no, like wrestling not at all not, not at, all. at all until nwo and you know 96 going into nope. 97 then it's like everybody's talking about wrestling and everyone's yeah. an expert and you're in your, and i remember i can remember sitting in my classroom hearing all these like popular <laughs> kids talking about all this stuff about wrestling and i'm thinking dude i've been watching this for eight right years oh. yeah I know so much more than you about wrestling. What you're saying is not true, but it was just, like, it was a phenomenon, man. Everybody was a wrestling fan then.
0: You walk into school, and everyone's wearing a wrestling shirt now.
2: Like, no one commented on my rocker shirt I was wearing in 89, but now you think you're cool because you got a DX shirt. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and also, like... I remember you talk about one kid. I remember being in middle school. And this is predating these figures, but it was it was like a kid who made a Bob Backlund reference. And it was like, you hear Bob the Backlund. Backlund and your head snaps Shoot, around, your and eyes like, lock. And you're like, those two kids like wrestling. They're talking about Bob Backlund it was like a president joke because i think it was during the whole rob backland okay. presidential campaign deal and our teacher was talking about being you know presidents and he was like bob Backlund for president and I'm like, <laughs> yes i'm with this kid and we became <laughs> like we became middle school friends and i think he went to a different high school but maybe we only talked wrestling in school but yeah he was the only kid yeah. and that was like 95 i yeah. feel like it was right before you know or around the era these guys were coming out and um, even though we don't have any series ones in front of us here in the store, but
2: we don't, man. It's crazy. We're close. Yeah. We're close. It's crazy because, you know, for the longest time, these Bone Cruncher figures, they were, I mean, they held sentimental value to oh, people, yeah. yep. but monetary value, there was none. none. You know, nobody was collecting these things for years. You know, I held on to my Bone Crunchers mainly because I loved them so much, but I probably held on to them for a good 20 years. And, uh, thinking you know maybe, i don't know i don't want to sell these and but maybe like five five or four four or five years ago i decided to sell them and i i legit just went on ebay and sold them as a giant like a lot of like wow. 200 figures and i i mean i probably got less than a dollar per figure oh yeah realistically absolutely. but you know fast forward now you got the major wrestling figure podcast and people talking about you know talking about their memories of these toys it's made a lot of people sentimental and want to mm-hmm. get them again and You know, not that they're, like, crazy Hasbro valuable, but there is some value to Bone Crunchers now where, you know, before they were everywhere. And now, you know, people are buying them up. So, yeah, we don't have any Series 1 in front of us at the moment. Just got some random Ahmed Johnson and Psycho Sids to look at. Right. But, you know, they're getting the job done. And X-Pac is
0: more jacked than Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking of,
1: what, like, if there was a – is that something you're on the hunt for is looking for, like – uh what you call it a lot of jacks
2: well i 'll never say no to a lot of wrestling oh, yeah. figures any wrestling figures you know when people say they have wrestling figures, my ears perk up you know because I love going through them looking, I love selling them you know I know them so well, so yeah, if you 've got wrestling figures that you don't want anymore, bring them to me. I will get them in the hands of people that do mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh so when you sold yours, you said it was like basically a dollar a figure on it I average out <laughs> what are they going for nowadays?
2: It depends on the figure. And you know, it's not like you're going to get, you know, top dollar for these things, but I think on average if a, you got a loose figure in decent shape, you should be able to sell them for what, 8 to 12 bucks. Yeah, you know, realistically on, if they're in good shape, name. which a lot, you know, a lot of these bone crunchers aren't in great shape because like you said, and like mine, you know, we put these things through hell. Yeah, like, a lot we, of paint chip. Yeah, I mean they were meant to be played with. And this yeah. is you know, this is the era where I'm I didn't really know anyone buying these to collect them, you know, for the future. They were opening them. They were playing with them. They were replicating what they saw on TV. So, yeah, a lot of bone crunchers have, have been through the ringer.
1: Absolutely. Um, Joe, I know you're also a Bret Hart guy. Oh, yeah. Love Brett, got that figure. I remember being so disappointed, though. Like it's like the by Bret Hart Hasbro. We haven't got to that discussion in the Hasbro. Yeah, he's yet. next series
2: four. Yeah. He I is
1: in. He is still in my bedroom window to this day. So
2: I cannot imagine how sun faded this figure is. <laughs> it, it Probably <laughs> looks <laughs> like <laughs> a <laughs> Simpsons character. It's raw.
1: I'll get a picture of him when we talk him, but he, it actually does legitimately looks like Simpsons Bret Hart at this yeah. point. Yeah. Nonetheless, so that's when Bret Hart went into my window. This Bret Hart Hasbro figure. Went into my bedroom Almost window. Like
2: Jersey going to the Raptors. Right. sure That's right. as hell was. Yep. <laughs> and I had
1: other Bret Harts that I played with, you know, hard, but this was like the, the one, that, this was my Bret. Nonetheless, I now had a new Bret to play with. I had the new toys to play with. You talked about it, Joe, especially. You had giant LJ and Hogan with your Hasbros. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. So I couldn't mix Hasbros with, with the Jax boys with these bone crunchers. So, but Bret Hart, like, I, I wish this figure was so different. I love favorite dude all time and yep. super disappointing figure. How was your thoughts on
0: it? I mean, Brett and Razor were the first two that I got, and um, God, they might have been the only two that I got from Series 1 like during that initial drop, mm-hmm. but I like the Brett. I just remember wishing like the glasses either were not painted on or maybe they could have been removable, and, I mean, it was all right. The head is, eh, I mean, the hair is, like, smushed down yeah, on the face, speaks. and, yeah. It's, well, it's not great, but, I mean, it, it pulled off what it needed remember to
2: Remember when they modified the head? And they took the glasses off, so you yeah. could buy that yes. same Brett, but yeah. we, it looked even worse. Yeah, it looked, yeah. Worse. <laughs> it looked worse. It looked worse. I mean, there was only those couple. Really, that's the only one. It's that Brett, and then he gets repainted a, you know, a few different times. Yeah. Then they tweak it. Wore no glasses around his head, mm-hmm. but by then he's gone. So there's yeah. no other bone crunchers. There's just you know, it's all yeah. that same exact body with the fist and the open hand and the. The wrist tape that is like literally just a pink line. <laughs> yes. It's like if yeah. Brett took his wrist tape, cut it in half, <laughs> and did one single pass, like not protecting any <laughs> joint at all.
1: Yes. Uh, and then, I mean, we can talk about each. I mean, there were six, and then we'll get to the other six, I guess, real quick. We can bust through them. We just talked Brett. Keith, what about you? Do you have, like, a favorite guy of the, that first series?
2: Yeah, let's – well, yeah, let's just maybe do that. Let's do favorite series one, favorite series two, and then we can okay. kind of you know talk a little bit more and start wrapping things up. But, I mean, for series one, my favorite is Goldust by far, you know, just because – First time you can get the guy. First time in the line. You know, he's got a removable wig. You know, Goldust's character was all over TV at this time. You know, he started as a heel, then he shifts to being a babyface. So Goldust for Series 1, absolutely. Mm. And then my favorite in Series 2, without a doubt, is Owen Hart. Oh, yeah, Dude, my Owen Hart yes. figure. He didn't start off like you know the marionette doll, but he got there. Like, I played <laughs> with that thing so much. And Jack's figures were, um, you know, their heads, like you were saying, Dave, they're rubbery. So I remember, you know, because the Owen figure had long hair. But on TV, Owen cut his hair. So I just took a X-Acto knife, you know, cut the... <laughs> oh, you gave him the cut. Yeah, I gave him the cut, man. Took that long hair off a and made him short hair, Owen. And, yeah. dude, he was doing so many spinning heel kicks. And, oh, yeah, and dude. B- With bone crunchers, because their legs were bendy, you could kind of do a sharpshooter.
1: Kind yes. of, yeah. Kind yeah. of. It
2: wasn't great, but better than any other sharpshooter you oh, could yeah. ever pulled off.
1: You could put <laughs> legs between legs and turn a guy over. Yeah, yes.
2: you, yeah. Yep. You could yep. twist their legs together. They yeah. might not stay that way very long, but yeah. So Goldust, Owen, no doubt, no yeah. second place for me. Those are my two. What about you, Joe?
0: Well, as much as I love Brett, I'm just. I guess I got to pick between the two that I had. I feel like that's the fair way to do it. Um, I'd have to go Razor. I think Razor was a great figure in that with first round. With the molded vest, man. With the molded vest. Um, yeah, Razor. Love that guy. And um, yeah, Series 2 has got to be Owen. Waited so long for Owen in that style with those trunks. And yeah, for sure.
2: Owen. Sweet. Dave?
0: I mean, it's got
1: to be Diesel. I, I thought the Diesel, the diesel figure got a lot of play. It's cool very cool. You could do, jackknife everybody. You could jackknife everybody. You could do a great big boot. Like you could do the you big could. boot with the figures. Yeah. You could hit his whole arsenal. You know, you could the side slam. slam. He had the big punch. You could snake eyes, guys. I mean, you had – Diesel was like – you could do his entire moveset with that figure more so than any of the other guys. Um, I mean, I, I – bias at the time, hated Shawn Michaels, so that figure stunk. Um, <laughs> we didn't really talk – we didn't talk much about the Undertaker figure.
2: Yeah, we yeah. got time. We'll talk
1: about it. And the Undertaker figure, like, it was cool. I mean, like, it had the purple gloves. Yeah. And, uh. First time,
2: well, there's the bend but. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, first time you got Taker in purple. Love sure. purple Taker, yeah.
1: And, I mean, good, good to do a choke slam with, and then the repaint. We mentioned the glow in the dark eye, and mm-hmm.
2: mind didn't move. He had either. the removable hat, said. which is yes. cool. Yep.
1: Very, removable very cool. Hat. Very, very cool. Um, I think that covers everybody we talked about in that series. You talked Razor, I talked yep. Brett, you yep. talked, yeah.
2: uh. So Taker Series 1, who's your Series 2?
1: Uh, well, Series 1 is definitely Diesel. Series oh, 2, um. You know, it's, it's going to be unpopular here, but it goes back to, to Warrior. Ew. And not because <laughs> not because I was, I mean, at the time I still liked Ultimate Warrior, but that figure, because of the, the cloth tassels, and yeah, then, like, yeah. just the way it felt like my Warrior figure, like those arms, that way his arms bent, might have been just mine. He had two fists. But, like, felt like the series after that as it got better and better and better. Like, the Warrior was like the mold. That had the best type of figures, and I oh. playing with them. That warrior was
2: Depic- depicting that three month run, right? Yes. He's, he's like in at Mania <laughs> yeah. and gone by King of the Ring, and got a f- couple figures out of the yep. deal. Him
1: and him and Vader had that quick turnaround. I mean, I like the Vader figure. We talked about that. We you guys talked heavily about Owen. Um, we talked about the repaints of Sean and and Brett and Undertaker. So I think the we've thing covered I all
2: twelve. About Vader is like the red. It was, like, it was like maroon. It was like they gave it one pass it's with super red dark, paint yeah. on black. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's dark maroon, yeah. it, like not red at all. It took them like three years to make a Vader like accurate.
0: What about that uh, Survivor Series box set? Did you have that? Cause oh, I had it. That was the warrior that I had, and that was the repainted warrior in green.
2: Yep, he's yeah, he's an olive green. And then he's the only variant, although yeah. what I didn't it? have that They're one. just yeah, repacks, It was a yep. Toys R Us exclusive. It was like fall, winter, 96. Right before Christmas, yeah. yeah. Came in a red box. You got Warrior and Green, and then the other three figures in the set, they were, they were just, you know, just repacks. Brett, what Brett was HBK
0: it HBK and Goldust? Yeah, Goldust yeah. is in it, yeah.
1: And Goldust was a sweet figure, too. Like That's how I got my Goldust with yeah. Undertaker arms.
2: Oh, you know what? There is one other 1996 release from this era, which I did have one of these sets. Um, they were two two-packs. Remember these? Oh, the two-packs, They yeah. were like Figures, Inc., I believe, online exclusive. Oh, online? I think. Or, no, maybe you could get a I thought you were talking about
0: the store exclusives. Like, KB had one, Toys R Us had one.
2: Well, there's Razor and Diesel two pack. Yeah. Razor's in yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Diesel says Big Daddy Cool on his uh, chest instead yeah. of Diesel. And then there's a two pack of Owen and Brett. Yep. Brett is in all pink, and yes. Owen has. And that was the a KB. Cast. Yes,
1: I had those. Yeah, I love those.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So you got those at KB? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think
0: that okay. was KB. And then Sean and Vader was Toys
2: R Us, right? I don't remember that pack. Were they repaints? I don't know. Let me look it up. I know the two, like the Razor Diesel pack, I did not have. I never saw that in stores. I don't even know if it was in stores. It might have been like an early online type of deal. But I absolutely had the Brett and the Owen. You know, Owen with the permanent cast yes. and Brett and all pink. Yep, it was your only guys. chance to ever get Brett and all pink. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were cool, man. Bone Crunchers, this, this kind of starts the ball rolling. Once these figures come out, you know, Jax was – all in, like, a new set was coming, like, what, every two months? You know, yeah. it's, like, January 97, Series 3 drops, and then the Bad Boy Series 4, and then Series 5. Like, <clears throat> I think the next, I think Series 3 through 6 or 3 through 5 are all in 1997. Wow. And then you got the manager set and the tag team set yep. and everything else. The ringside set where it's managers and the Vince figure and the JR figure. Which Chris.
1: all of this makes sense going back to, <laughs> to the guy who – L J N man coming to the right. Jack's world. Yeah, right. Because the manager's the referee you had Yeah, he
2: yeah, he left no stone unturned. The referee it. got a figure and uncredited is just a referee. No you know what I mean? Yeah. Another thing from L J N the ring. Yes. Yeah. So Jack Friedman secures the rights to the ring. <laughs> the monster ring. The L J N ring, which is scaled for <laughs> these giant eight inch tall figures. He just gets the rights to this mold, pumps it back out as the Jack's Monster Ring, yeah. and that is an appropriate title for a ring, because these figures' heads were below the top rope. You know what I mean? This ring was yeah. monstrous compared to the figures. When
1: did the ring come out? It wasn't with the first series, was it? It was
2: pretty early. Mm-hmm. You could get okay. it in 96, for sure. Okay. Yeah, you could get it. I remember having it. By the time Series 2 came out, you could get it, because um, you know, it was widely available, and then they repainted it like a year later. We right. right the Raw's War-style ring. Right but here's, that's the first thing here's I my life hack for the monster ring my little my little trick here's what i would do i'd take my take my middle rope mm-hmm. right i'd stick it right below the the spot between the bottom and the middle rope so it would go a little bit little in, it would go yeah. in between the lower and the top rope then you take the top rope and you put it right where the middle rope goes get what okay. i'm saying yeah so middle rope top rope's at the middle rope Bottom rope's at the bottom rope. Middle rope is in between those two ropes. Right. So you got really tall ring posts, but you got the right height. They for could rope. actually run the ropes. You got the right height for a Royal Rumble or a Battle yeah. Royal.
1: Your turnbuckle stayed on that way, too?
2: Yeah, the middle one was a little... But, Wonky. But, yeah. yeah. you Make it work. Yeah, it worked pretty good. All right. Cool. So go ahead. Do that with your monster.
1: <laughs> ring. I... I, 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 I I remember having the raw ring. I don't know if I had the ring before that because I think I still use the Hasbro ring. But honestly, like I said, when I was playing with that Bret and Diesel during King of the Ring '96, it was like in my lap. Yeah, these yeah. guys got a lot of play outside of a ring, a lot of phone book matches with these guys too. Um, I was just in the bed. Like I remember kneeling on my floor and playing with them on the bed. That was a big, uh, big thing for a while there, and like especially '96, '97. But yeah, to your point. I mean, the run of Bone Crunchers wasn't long, but there was a ton of them. They that's just kept what, pumping out. That's what
2: blew my mind, you know, looking back yesterday. I just wanted to get an idea of, like, what year each series was in. It was like Bone Crunchers started in 96, and they were phased out by the end of 99. That's yeah. when they started going Titan Tron. So three years. That's it. And the sheer amount of a figures, lot. of 100. characters. Of, Over 100.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, easily.
2: the Jackal got a figure. Like, every, <laughs> like almost everyone. It was to the point where if a guy didn't get a figure it'd be odd you know what i mean you're like how you know s.a rios didn't get a figure but like everybody got a figure so yeah by far the most representation of any action figure line right i mean yeah create for that period of time to get that many characters out
0: so regarding those two packs the uh, diesel and razor was exclusive to puzzle zoo
2: (laughs) do you remember puzzle zoo Was this a store or a I don't website?
0: know. I, I, I didn't get that far. That's just what yeah. this says. And then the HBK and Vader was Toys R Us, and Brett and Owen were KB.
2: Was the Vader HBK just a repaint? I think it was just or just, straight just
0: a straight repackage. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah I, I, somehow I must have got – I feel like they might have made it in KB at some they point. They probably did at some point. I, there's no way I went, went – KB or was getting all that overstock.
1: Those catalog, that's a catalog day. I don't know. I, never I mean, bought
2: figures through a catalog. Ninety six, the
1: internet was like in its infancy.
2: Yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah, yeah, AOL dial up at most. <laughs> I don't think we got internet till ninety seven.
1: I didn't have internet yep. till a one.
2: Actually, maybe it was late ninety six. Maybe, I don't know. maybe late two thousand. We had it late
1: nineties, yeah. yeah. but anyways.
2: All right, well, yeah, wrapping it up, guys. What do we, we got? Any parting thoughts on these first two series of Bone Crunchers? I mean, we kind of we were all over the place, but we covered a lot of ground. Did did everyone get their uh, their time in the sun? Yeah, for I me, mean, I feel
1: like they did. Yeah, good. Okay. I mean, cool. I know I babbled a lot this episode, guys. <laughs> so uh, As much I mean, as you can talk free. about bone crunchers, yeah, I could talk bone crunchers all day. So,
2: all right. Well, I mean, coming up next, we've got a topic that kind of ties into bone crunchers because a lot of memories I have of bone crunchers took place in this toy yeah. chain. Uh, next episode, we're going to be talking KB Toys. Oh, baby. KB Toys and everything that entails. So, you got the traditional in the mall KB Toys. Yep. You got KB Toy, works, Toy which works. If you were lucky enough to have one of those in your town when you were young, those stores were great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got KB Toy Liquidators, which I have yep. stories about those stores. Uh, I'm pumped to talk about KB.
1: All right. Yeah, you heard it there, folks. Joe, what about you? You ready
0: for some KB talk? I spent so much time in KB Toy Works, it's disgusting. And um, yeah, I'm ready to talk about that stuff for sure. All right, we're bringing KB Toys to you uh,
1: next week. I might have uh, the Brett Owen two-pack story that Joe just dropped. Mm. Ooh, um, can't and, wait for that! One. And as, a, and as a, a mention, I had bought Brett and Diesel at KB Toys, yeah. so. Pretty great. A lot of wrestling stories to come in this episode from old Dave here, but Keith and Joe gonna be all over the map I have a feeling and uh, we look forward to hearing you leave your reviews a lot like Bagel Bites 1994. Yes, we'll... Thank you Bagel Bites Yeah, we
2: appreciate you Bagel Bites. I'm we'll gonna go eat some. I'm gonna go burn my mouth
1: <laughs> Don't forget to hit me up if you hear this. That's right, and we will uh, We'll catch you guys next week and we'll have more reviews to read. Let's hope like Hopefully. subscribe get us in there um yeah i mean i'm gonna throw it out there that we are going to have reviews to read next week because you know i'm very confident in these
0: folks
2: confidence is important
0: i believe in our fan base we appreciate the reviews so thank you very much helps with that algorithm really
2: does yeah man we want to get this podcast out to as many people as possible right right? there's more people out there just like us that were buying bone crunchers in kb yeah you know Riding your bike to Toys R Us before you got a driver's license to buy your Series 3 diesel. That I may have done that. I probably. Yeah. <laughs> and, and,
1: and call back to previous episodes. There's a strong probability I bought a Bone Cruncher at Gibraltar Trade Center. Oh, Oh, yes. I know I did. Absolutely did. <laughs> and Hasbro toys were yeah, bought. we didn't even talk KB. about
2: the Gibraltar. Uh, I got a, We got a lot of feedback on people the Gibraltar episode, that huh? that yeah. post on Facebook. There were so many people talking about memories and Many comments of people remembering the Gibraltar smell that we Ooh, talked that about. Ooh, that smell, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. They got to hit the senses there, and the bone cruncher sense, a great feel. That fresh smell of rubber when you open a package. Oh, yeah. you, you could smell that, You can hear those bones crunch.
2: We didn't even talk about the fact that the bones crunch. Oh, the whole gimmick. Yeah, hold yeah.
1: that up to the mic. I can the hear whole... Psycho Sid from here.
0: Yeah, it's a little plastic ball that passes through a little uh... – little piece and it makes that clicking sound. Oh, yeah.
2: Dr. Joe with the yeah. scientific term. Yeah. yeah we I mean, we went forty minutes and we never even talked <laughs> about the fact that the Well bones...
1: people know. People know. We got it in there now. It's they got audio that's, that's some crunching. uh what's what's the what's the kids use these days with the audio. Stuff? ASMR? That's it. Oh. some bone <laughs> crunching AMS ASM AM, AM, what is it?
0: ASMR. You gotta get in there real soft and just click that thing. Listen to those bones crunch. That sounds great. ha, ha, ha.